Welcome to the Mount Pisgah Student Life Podcast, where we will talk about all that God is doing right here in our ministry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Student Life Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline McClendon, and today I am joined by Stephanie. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So Stephanie is a volunteer extraordinaire, to say the least, and Stephanie leads worship at our 11 o'clock service, and she helps lead our student band, so she gets to teach them how to become worship leaders. So who better to ask and talk about worship than Stephanie? So Steph, let's go ahead and dive in. How do you define worship? I think that's such a good starting point um, for this conversation. So the scripture that immediately comes to mind for me about um, how to define worship is Romans 12, 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. So that is Romans 12, 1. And I love that scripture because it really talks about the idea that it's really the way we live our lives that's worship and not necessarily music. Music is a type of worship. It's one way we can express worship. But if worship is our response to the holiness of God, then that can be in anything. I mean, that can be the way I treat my friends and family. That can be the ways I treat a stranger. It's loving my neighbor as myself. It's um, just acting in my personal life with integrity and honor because I want to reflect back the holiness of God and the goodness that he's shown to me. Yeah, we actually talked about that specific verse a lot on our summer mission trips this summer. And Andy Blevins brought that up and was like, what we are doing right now while we're serving in Louisiana and you're hot and you're tired and you're Mm. painting the school wall, that is worship. You are using your body as a living sacrifice to worship the Lord. Yeah. And the reason I think it's important to make that distinction straight away is because I think if we tend to only think of worship, even in a service, it's like, well, the worship part is over. (laughs) Right, right. It's like, well, there's more to it than just the music. The whole thing is worship. But it also can set up this weird, I think a weird tension where, well, do the people who sing or play, are they more worshipful? That's the only way I can worship is if I somehow have musical talent, which is not at all what scripture is telling us about what it means to worship. So I just want to start there so that everyone knows that worship in general is the way you live your life in in response to God. And music is one facet of that. Yeah. And it applies to everybody. Mm -hmm. Nobody is, regardless of skill or talent, you're called to worship. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. So what are some of the ways that you worship in your life that don't include singing? (laughs) Um, One of the things that's really important to me is to just value the people that are in my life. Like, I feel like we're called to live in community and just to encourage one another and like build other people up. And that's something that to me, I feel just like with music where there's something about that connection to God through music. I think there's something about that connection to God through our relationships with other people. You just know there are certain people in your life that are like holy friendships, like you're a holy friendship for me. And, or your relationship with your spouse or your relationship with, you know, like there's just special people in your life, your children, um, you know, for kids like your parents, they're just people that you're meant to sort of encourage each other that way and build each other up in the faith. So that's for sure is worship to me. 
um, even just like doing things with excellence. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. of just like respecting the fact that God gave certain gifts um, to us all and and we want to be good stewards of that. We want to be good stewards of the things that we're gifted with, whether it be financial things, whether it's um, talents, time, whatever. I think that's a way that we worship God. So how have you become a worship leader? What has that process looked like for you? Oh, gosh. Um, I've gotten to witness some of it. So. <laughs> the hot mess express. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, the truth is, is that it's one of those things where I look back on it and it's all just so crazy to me how that even happened. Um, so I would say just taking it way, 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 way back. Um, I have always enjoyed singing. And I was someone who did like sixth grade choir, but that teacher was really mean. So I didn't want to be in choir anymore. Right, right. And then I wanted to do high school choir, but I also was super nerdy. And it was like, you couldn't be in the choir class that I qualified for if you also had to take algebra two and <laughs> geometry at the same yeah. year or whatever. So it was like, I always had all these near misses with music. Mm -hmm where it never felt quite like it was ever going to come together. Like I wanted to try out for the spring musical in high school and it was interfered with water polo water season. Yeah. So it was like, it was you know, it just polo. wasn't meant to be. So when I got to college, um, there was this church that we started going to, like me and um, Scott and I who were dating at the time and like our friends, we all ended up at this church. And there was a choir that would sing on Sundays and... I just thought they were so good and it looked like it was like all students and I, it just really appealed to me. I thought it was so cool. And um, I asked about like, well, how would I join this choir? And sure enough, it was like not really a conflict for the first time in my life. It was after water polo practice on Tuesdays. An open door. <laughs> I, yes. like, I think I can pull this off. So I, um, so I started doing this choir and I, I did that choir all four years of college and we did tours and all kinds of stuff. And it was so, so fun. It was just a really, it was my first taste of singing, first of all, contemporary Christian music, because I'd kind of just grown up with like hymns and whatever. So that was kind of different, but also just learning just fundamentals of like singing harmonies and just, you know, being in a choir, you have to be very much about um, how to, how to blend and how to like be part of a group. It's really like not so self-focused, obviously. Um, so then I, uh, I graduated at Florida and I moved out of Seattle and the church I started going to in Seattle um, when I was a student out at University of Washington, um, they had a choir too. By far, I was the youngest person who I'm sure ever graced that choir, <laughs> you know. It was all like the older the older uh, men and women. But I, it just, especially being in grad school, it was a great outlet for me because it was just something completely non, I have a like highly technical degree. So right. like having something non-technical, just very creative and just so low pressure to put my focus on and still have that connection with the Lord was really special to me. So fast forward, we moved to Atlanta after I graduate um, from Washington and start coming to Mount Pisgah. And I noticed that the choir sat up front and they never sat with their family. And that was yeah. like the deal breaker for me. So again, it was like, well, yep. there went that. <laughs> and then I had children. So furthermore, there went that. So fast forward to like 2018. So at this point, it has fully been like... I'm trying to think it's probably been like 15 or 16 years since I've like touched music in any way whatsoever other than occasionally like singing at a friend's wedding or something. And, uh, I 
sent this harmless, what I thought, comment to <laughs> to Abby, <laughs> Pastor Abby, about uh, a hymn that they sang at Elevation in our service back then. And she was, and I just mentioned like, oh, I like reminds me of choir or whatever. And she was like, oh, do you want to, I really need someone to like help me teach the kids harmonies. Like, do you have an interest in that? And I was like, oh, like, maybe. okay, <laughs> I haven't done anything musical in like 15 years, but you know, sure, maybe. Um, and then... I don't know still how I got from that point to where, because I, I don't like being, like the idea of just everyone like looking at you and all that kind of stuff has always been tough for me. Like, that's why I like choir, because you're just kind of like- In a group. In yeah. a group. We're group singing. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, it was like, she kind of like got me a little bit at a time of like, yep. well, would you yep. mind just singing background vocals like on the, on this one song? You know, like, just okay, just, just a little sing, bit. Yeah, actually, like, I'm going to lead upstairs, but like, I could really use somebody to sing background. So she kind of got me in with like the background singing because it was like, oh, you know, you're just like, it's singing background. Yeah. yeah. And then I don't even know how I ended up leading songs, but that's been a really, a huge process of obedience, I think, and trust and like kind of beating down some massive anxiety to so that it finally does feel more comfortable right. and less scary. So that's a long answer to a short question, but <laughs> I love that. And I do love the way that you, when you lead both our students and when you're leading at the 11 o'clock service, there's such an authenticity. And I think it comes from that journey. Yeah, it comes probably. from it having been this, this process and this evolving because it is nerve wracking. Yeah. It takes a lot to get up there and you get to experience that and be so empathetic with our students in that moment because you felt the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. And you bring such an authenticity to worship. Thank you, by the way, for saying that. That's really kind. Um, and it's funny when you say about the empathy because, yeah, I mean, fully, I, I do think it's like God gives you a compassion for the things that you particularly like, yeah, like have given you trouble um, and so I like I, I hope the students always know that like I'm coming from the most authentic place possible when I tell them like it's really hard to outstage fright me. <laughs> yeah, you're like, listen, I felt all the feelings. Like I have, I mean, I feel like it's better now. Don't get me wrong. Like it, it's been a journey and it's better now. But um, I know the fear of it. And and it's funny because I was talking um, with Abby actually recently like, I don't know, a few months ago. And, and it was like, I was saying how it's interesting, how it probably starts out as fear of man. Mm. Um, like just that idea of everyone looking at you and you're afraid to make a mistake and also like afraid to almost like, I think you will relate to this just because I know the kind of person you are, but it's almost like you don't want to um, take away from the other people on the stage with you and their excellence. Yes. Like somehow yeah. your lack of competency will reflect like poorly. Like pull the team down. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like I think if you're a big team person, like I know you are, I am, it's it's a hard to feel like the pressure of like, well, I'm just going to screw this up for everybody, yes, right? Yeah. But as that, as I felt like more secure in my competency, I feel like the fear now is more fear of God actually of, Like you, you want know, your heart in the right yeah, place. Yeah, is my yeah. heart right? Like, am I thinking about God more than I'm thinking about mm. who's looking at me or whatever. And so I think that's been a really like healthy evolution of, of going from the fear of man to fear of God when I'm leading worship. That's hopefully puts my heart in the right place. I love that. So we have talked a lot about the difference between character and competency yeah. and kind of how, how do we need them? What do we need? Um, and Alan actually has this really great chart about when you have low character but high competency and all these different things, ask Alan about that. Mm -hmm, yeah. But 
competency is our skills. It is what we bring to the table. It's in this case, like, how can you sing? What do you know about the music? How have you practiced those kinds of things? And character is what's in your heart and the way that you view God and your integrity and all these things. So can you talk to me about the relationship of those on student worship band? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the danger, and I'm sure I've seen this chart that you're talking about. (laughs) Um, I think the danger of having high competency and low character is that high competency is very attractive. And, you know, that will look like the person that... Right. If you want to put front center... Shredding on guitar, they're like, their voice just could literally touch heaven right now, you know, but it doesn't always reflect what's happening in someone's heart. And um, I think that character... One thing I tell my boys is that character is what speaks for you when you're not in the room. Mm. Um, And so in the same way... When we're on the platform and we're we're singing and we're playing music and we're um, worshiping with our gifts, our musical gifts, we want to have excellence, absolutely. Right. And we want to have competency because having low competency is distracting. Right. Um, however, our character is what gives the authenticity it's what makes somebody it's spiritually distracting like help trust you yeah because um one thing that i think is really apparent um i don't know if you felt this i have for sure felt this is that when i have high trust in the people that are leading it almost doesn't matter if someone's like the best at singing or the best at playing or whatever something about their character is actually i feel like what's inviting me to join them in worship you can be listening to someone who's so technically skilled, but if like you don't trust them, there's it's just a barrier to try to like go with them on, on that journey. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, the point of so much for me as someone who is not a worship leader, but a lot of the point of worship leaders is to usher you into the presence of God. Yeah. And so it's to bring you into the space where you are sitting with the Lord face to face. And when you trust that person's character and their heart and their authenticity and you trust their relationship with the Lord, you want to follow them to the throne room. Yeah. Well, you believe that they're there. You believe that. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You know that they're there. And so you're willing to walk with them on that road. And I think that really matters. Yeah. And you can feel it when it's not there. Yeah. And I I heard something. There's this guy I follow on Instagram. He's like a worship leader. His name's like John Thurlow. And he's just one of these people that you don't follow him. Even if you're if you don't care about music, he's just like got a really great yeah. way of phrasing things. But he always talks about how all we're ever doing when we sing or play or, you know, do music for the Lord. It's like the all we're ever doing is if you read Revelation in the throne room, there's music happening 24-7. I mean, if we believe it's always the same words, it's holy, 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 you know, it's the Lord God right, Almighty. Right. So it's, you know, you might want to like that song a lot. I don't you might know want to get that's into that, the specific yeah. melody, but um, it's it's the idea that this worship is always happening. And all we're ever doing is like, oh, tuning into I'm, it. I'm joining, I'm yeah. joining with what's already that. happening in the praise, you know, in the throne room. And so when you think about leading worship, like something I try to like visualize is that honestly, no offense, but like none of y'all are there. You know what I mean? It's like if I were just bringing my offering like strictly to the feet of Jesus, that's the only person's opinion that I need to. It just needs to be pleasing to him. And, And in the same way that when my kids were small, 
they could sing or play anything for me and it would be like the most precious thing I've ever heard. I think I would say that too as a congregant. I would don't ever worry about how you sound. Like, don't ever worry, like, well, I'm going to sing quietly because I don't really sing well, or I'm going to... Listen, I belt it out, and I know I'm yeah, terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. but but to the Lord, like, it's just, it's your heart. It's yeah, so he pleasing it. because you're his child, and it's like, you know, like I said, the little child coming to you as a parent, and you're just like, oh, they're so sweet. Everything you do is perfect, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're so sweet. Now, getting back to what you're saying, though, about competency, it's not like it doesn't matter. Right. But I often think that competency is is sort of our dedication to stewarding our gifts right so if i do nothing if all i ever did was wait to be scheduled and i never did anything singing between point a and point b i'm just not going to be as competent or as ready as if i kind of do some things intentionally you know to keep my talent what or my gifting like you know, Fresh. current. Yeah. And it, it's like working out, right? It's right. like you can't just hit the gym like once every six months. Like there are things that I if wish. you, <laughs> right, don't we all? But there's things that you could do daily, like even just singing in your car or, you know, I'm sure Rick could go on about like all the things he does just with his guitar or like Lucas, my son, like he's very intentional about, he's always on one of his instruments, like every day we have to, you know, get him to. Like, How are you doing with like, that? Are you tired? <laughs> no, he's, it's cool to see his competency grow yeah, because yeah. he because he does it so often. So for sure, there's a fruit in the dedication to yes, like building yes. that talent and for not like nurturing it and fostering it. But um, character is harder. <laughs> it's, so much harder. it's harder to refine our character i think than it is sometimes to refine our talent yes it is <laughs> it is so how with all of that how do you keep the presence like we've been saying we're pursuing the throne room we're tapping mm-hmm. into what's happening in the throne room how do you when you're leading worship yeah keep that at the forefront of your mind instead of the technical oh, pieces sure. of it. Um, okay, so that's where I think preparation um, has served me personally really well. Mm. Now, I'm going to say sometimes preparation has been an idol for me. Uh, like I've ticked so high on anxiety yeah. that I've probably overprepared in an attempt to just beat it down, you know? Right, right. Um, Get enough control over it. Right. To some degree, probably trying to exert too much control over the outcome Mm -hmm. versus trusting like, like this is enough, you know? But um, I definitely think preparation helps. Like we, one of the things I try to tell the students is that, you know, the first time that you've ever played the song or sang the song should not be Wednesday at 5 (laughs) p.m. Please Please. don't. (laughs) Please, yeah. Because one, it's not, it's not honoring other people's time um, and it's not giving your best, you know, no, granted things happen and, sure. you know, like life happens and we deal with that, those things. When but as happen. a routine and a practice, as a routine and a practice, I think like we owe it to the importance of the platform and what that position holds to prepare. Um, and I personally, like when you talk about how do you not think about technical things, since I'm mostly singing, right. Um, lyrics are a huge thing that I genuinely right. try to memorize. And the reason I do that is because when I just know the words, I can just like close my eyes because I have a thing with like, I don't want everybody looking at me, you know? So right, right. being able to just close your eyes. And honestly, that lets me kind of do the visualization thing I was talking about a lot more easily. Whereas when I'm constantly freaking out about the, Scanning the room and the yeah, make sure I have the lyrics. Like, where and, are yeah. the lyrics? And I have a thing where the blue and the white, like <laughs> uh, the 
just so you know what I'm talking about, there's a, it's called a confidence monitor. <laughs> and the white lyrics are supposed to be what you sing next, and the blue lyrics are what's after. However, my brain wants to, the blue to is the blue. much more it's attractive. It's much more attractive. So I always have to kind of like make myself like realize like, what the white? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, but I, I do think that there's a lot to be said for memorizing lyrics so that you can really internalize them too. Right. You ever like when you're reading something in class and you're so anxious about what you're reading that you, if so I'm like, okay, what did you actually say? You would have no idea. No. But if I actually know the lyrics to something, it's like, oh gosh, like I love that part of the song. You can focus on the heart of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're singing um, Fresh Wind this Sunday and, you know, like really thinking about the words of like, like refiner's fire, strengthen what remains. Like, wow, that's a great line. You know what I mean? Right, but if right. I was only ever like reading that off a page, it might not hit me the same mm. way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think preparation I is really helpful in terms of just being able to release a lot of the fear that comes with messing up. Yeah. So I think the preparation grows your competency mm-hmm. and it allows you to be present in those moments of worship. Which also grows your character. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, too, is is that I think part of that preparation process. Oh, sorry. that prep, I think part of that preparation process is that if you know what like the message is going to be or, you know, other things that are happening or, for example, you like we're all in community with each other. Right. So you may know like, oh, my gosh, like I have literally thought this song man, this person mm, needs this yes. song. And I've like even texted them of like, oh gosh, we're singing a song on Sunday. Like it's, and my like, heart it's for you. you. Yeah. It's for you. Yeah. And that helps prepare me too, because I think again, as part of like being part of the body of Christ and lifting people up and being in community with each other, we can do that for each other, you know, and say like, you are, you are on my heart. You know, when, when I'm singing this lyric, I'm thinking of you there's like I won't get into it too much, but there's like a specific song that we have sung before, and there's like one line, and I always think of the same person every single time, you know. And it's like, okay, God has putting that person on my heart for a reason in that right. part of the song. So I think that's part of it too, is just being open to what the Holy Spirit like wants you to um, receive, and and also reflect back, you know, when you're when you're singing yeah. or playing an instrument. I love that. Yes, um, when we had together Sunday we were singing the blessing yeah. and you're literally praying blessings yeah. over people and their families and their children and their children's children. And the Lord brought so many specific names yeah, to mind. 100%. And we also sang, I speak Jesus. And it says, I speak Jesus for my family and being able to speak that over specific people in my family and watching our worship team mm-hmm. speak that over their family. This is really pretty beautiful moment mm-hmm. of, Andy and Angie Blevins are on the platform worshiping and Andrew and Aaliyah are sitting next to me and they're just, they're both singing it to each other. And it was just this really precious moment of speaking such life and blessing over each other. Oh yeah. And what that brings into the family and into the room is incredible. And, and just to add to that too, it's like, there are times if you know my husband, Scott, um, there are certain People would be surprised. I say this sometimes, but Scott's a crier. <laughs> that is shocking intel. <laughs> but there are certain songs that just like really touch him so deeply, you know, and um, every once in a while I've been, you know, I've been scheduled for a Sunday and there's a song we sing and I see him 
with his mm-hmm. hands just like fully yes. in the air with like what I can tell is like the t- I know he's tearing a single up. tear. <laughs> yeah. And but I mean then it's like okay, am I ministering to my family in yes. in this moment and it just feels really precious to to do that mm-hmm. cuz I feel like that's all my friends and family. And same thing with student worship. I mean, when I think about Everything we've been together on the student side with the band and like all the and the kids are so kind to like let me into their lives. Mm -hmm. And just when I know that people like, man, I know they've had a tough week. Yeah. And look at look at them just still up there, still being obedient, still trusting and look at the way look at what God did with that tonight. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's just really, really beautiful when you think about the way we're all connected. Yes. And like taking that all the way back to the beginning. That is the heart of worship. Yeah. It's not about getting up there and singing a song. Mm -hmm. It genuinely is about knowing people, knowing what they need, Mm -hmm. bringing that worship into that space. We talked last week with Eileen about how worship is so healing. It -hmm. turns your morning into dancing and turns these painful seasons into joy. And this is like so much of how we get to do that. Yeah. And honestly, even even in the times where lament is okay yeah like there are things that are so heavy and it's okay to not be like this is a joyful song and i don't feel joyful right now but i trust that if i feel that way somebody else maybe feels where i am and and um just the idea of like we can hope in our in the things unseen because we know that god has been good to us and what's that scripture of like, you know, I, I believe that in, I'll see the goodness of the Lord yes. in the land of the yeah. living, you know, I, just to know that, that it's going to be okay. And I can put my faith, even if I'm not feeling everything I'm supposed to feel during this song, what I do feel, I can sing this in, in faith and not in expectance, you know, yeah. um, and not that it's going to get fixed today or five minutes from now, or even goodness knows how long sometimes issues take to resolve. But we can put our trust in the song, um, particularly songs that are based in scripture are like my favorite ones. Right. And when we're singing God's word, I mean, it's meant to like imprint on our hearts in yeah. a special way, which I think is the gift of music is that it lets God's word like penetrate us a little bit differently. Yeah. It's even like we joke all the time, like. How do I remember every lyric to every Taylor Swift song that's ever existed, (laughs) but I'm not sure what I need to do at two o'clock today? You know, like (laughs) music does it. It It hits the soul in such a unique way. Oh, I can trot out like if songs from the 80s, 90s, any like any genre. Yeah, it would be just like, oh, I could completely bust out that lyric like it's nothing. But what did I have for breakfast? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Wow. Uh, Stephanie, thank you so much for your leadership on this podcast, but really just in student life in general and on our 11 o'clock worship team. Like I said earlier, you bring such an authenticity when you lead and a realness. And like you said, like you're willing when you don't feel joy or you don't feel whatever it is, you just keep surrendering that to the Lord and you, you partner with whoever else in the room might be feeling that. And I think that is such a powerful and fruitful way to lead worship. So genuinely, thank you for all of your time and just the way that you have poured in so much into our students and our worship. And so many of our students have grown into these really, really powerful worship leaders. And a lot of that is thanks to your guidance. So, And it's honestly been a huge blessing to me back. I mean, I think that's, again, the goodness of the Lord is that it's not just us doing like the things that 
I think when we're operating in our gifting, yes. there is there is a joy that comes back to us that's completely it's meant to be, a, you know, a, a virtuous cycle right, to some right. degree. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We are just really excited in this season to just unpack worship. How can we dive more into what the Holy Spirit has in those spaces? How can we personally grow more in worship? So we have a couple more episodes of just kind of unpacking this idea of the heart of worship. I'm going to pray for you guys. Jesus, Thank you for Stephanie. Thank you for her leadership, for her wisdom, her kindness, and her grace. Lord, she is present like no other. When she is tuned in, she is all yours, Lord. And she does that so well in worship and in friendship and in community and the way that she leads our student band. Lord, we just ask that as we start to really pursue you in worship, that our eyes would be so fixed on the throne room that that's all that it would be about. Lord, that the practice and the expectations and the skill, Lord, that all of that would be a discipline and an obedience to pursue the throne room even more. Lord, we really, really value what you're doing here at Student Life. We value the way that you're growing and shaping worship. We love you. Amen. If you have any questions about anything we're doing here at Student Life or how you can be a part of worship team or anything going on with worship, please reach out and we love you guys. 